What's up everyone? So today I kind of want to talk to you a bit about how to set up a growth, how to set up growth marketing at a company, at your company, or even at your startup, right? Um, I ran a poll uh, not so long ago, but um, yeah, I got a response from that poll asking people about what they kind of want to hear about next. I gave them a couple of options and, uh, you know, the response mentioned that they wanted to technically learn about how to set up these growth experiments at their company so they can get going with growth marketing, right? So all in all, I'm just going to quickly show you this overview. You can have a bunch of tabs, right? Ideally, you could, I mean, you can go after a bunch of things, but let's say, for example, you want to ideally have your customer personas, your research part done, right? You've done your audits, you've analyzed a bunch of your previous results, or if you haven't started, you've at least got some idea, you've gone out and done some market research around the type of customers you wanna reach, et cetera. Um, or you look at your existing client data to see who you're actually working with. And then go prioritize those audiences and understand exactly what the problem is, right? Is it that everyone knows about your brand, but no one's buying? So is conversion a problem? Is uh, maybe nobody knows about your brand just yet, right? Your startup, and you really want to increase your share of voice in the market. You also want to sort of raise, uh, sort of turn some heads and, and increase the visibility of your business. And so you want to focus more on the, let's say the top of the funnel and middle of the funnel parts, of, uh, the top of the funnel and middle of the funnel portions, and not so much the conversion just yet, because you haven't got enough data to stop messing around with conversion data. So let's say, for example, you can group them, by the way, and I'll go into that now. But let's say, for example, a typical process should be like this. And for those of you that want this, just uh, comment if you actually do want a link to uh, a potential template. And I will also, forgive me for spelling that wrong right now, spotted it. But if you do want uh, the base template, then yes, I can get that over to you. But yeah, what you want to do is make sure you have the personas information and things like that in your customer's personas area, even what your customer journey looks like. Um, but mind you, this is a bit of a base type of um, video, and I'm going to show you exactly how we're going to work this, right? So you want a completed section, pretty simple. You want tactical ideas, so all of your ideas, and then you want results, right? A results tab. And so what you're going to do is you're simply going to have like these checkboxes on the left, or you can have yes or no, whichever you want, one, uh, active, inactive, whichever you want. Um, and then you wanna put down the idea. Now the idea has to be actually, well, the idea actually should be the description of the idea itself, right? So don't just put, I wanna do LinkedIn ads, right? Like that's, or I wanna do Facebook ads, or I wanna uh, do some email outreach and that's it, right? Why, so right? get the why in there as well to some degree and that's going to go into your hypothesis right so your prediction or what you think is going to happen right so you write down your idea right so let's say for example i've got here hypothetically connect with founders and co-founders through linkedin outreach right um and then i'm saying reaching out to founders and co-founders so my hypothesis is if i run this idea what's my result going to be that's where the hypothesis comes in of businesses on LinkedIn will increase awareness and generate initial conversations, increases chance, increasing the chances of booking a meeting. So most of the, right now, for example, for this experiment, it's gonna be predominantly awareness and conversion base. So awareness, because I wanna actually have a conversation first, right? Um, so I wanna generate the initial conversations and the added bonus here is that I can increase the chances of booking a meeting. Um, so I've got the awareness and conversion parts of the funnel, right? Um, this will typically be more of awareness just for this example. So let's just 
focus on that now. The channels, sales, for example, so outreach, like sales development, uh, business development, that sort of thing. Um, sales, and I wanna do it on LinkedIn. And then you've got like the asset or content type that you're gonna test, right? Are you doing this per channel? Are you trying to do LinkedIn versus email? Are you trying to do uh, two different types of LinkedIn templates? So let's say, for example, this would be uh, two different types of LinkedIn templates. And my core KPI would be the number of positive responses I get from each of those templates, right? Who's your target audience? You're going to note that down. And then here you're going to do some pretty technical stuff, right? So it won't be that technical, but it's super, like you can easily get these this data. So let's say you want to have the baseline conversion rate of what you currently have. If you're currently gathering data and you don't have any of this data, just put zero for now. Then, you know, I would advise you guys to read a bit about this so I can link uh, I can link to what these actually mean in the description. But if you go to places like Optimizely, right, you'll get a calculator first off, right? And then on top of that, you're able, you'll be able to read uh, around the subject. They've got a pretty good resources area um, where they can tell you, well, where they can take you and like just through a bunch of things, right? Which, which do each mean? But anyway, just to get onto it, I digress. Um, it tells you a little bit about what each of, the, each of these mean below. So you really want to understand those. So yeah, let's say for example, with the, I want to run a test that's 95% statistically significant. Remember, if you're running growth experiments, it's really important. And I know I'm sprinting through this now, but it's really important for you to gather as much data as possible. You can't make a conclusion if you don't have enough data. So let's say you've done a set of outreach with your first template, go and get some data for like 30 days or even a couple of weeks or even a week, right? Minimum one week, right? Of uh, test data on to see how many people you've reached, how many people responded, et cetera, how many people opened, et cetera. Then um, you wanna do the same thing for the second for the second template, right? And run that for the same amount of time and you only make sure that you've changed one variable. So is it a body of the is it body of the template? Is it like you not many people are opening the template you found? So the next thing you want to test is the open rate. You want to do that right um, across a certain time. And so with statistical significance, I'd usually say you should aim for around ninety five percent because obviously, just think of statistical significance as every single time you run this experiment, you are 95% sure that it will actually have the same outcome. That's what this means, right? And the minimum detectable effect, just as an overview, is almost like the sensitivity of how much you actually want, how much increase or decrease you want to actually experience on your core KPI. So for example, do you want to only detect um, a 5% increase, if, if you if you put 5% here, like for example, then you're gonna need a higher sample size because you're, what you're saying there is that I want to detect whether someone increases by just around 5%, let's say, um, and to increase the accuracy of that being true and the experiment being run 95% of the time and it always coming the same outcome, you need a higher sample size. And the way that you can do this and how you can mess around with the numbers is simply by going to your A-B test calculator, typing in, let's say for example, this example here is we have a baseline conversion rate of 5.35%, so positive response rate. Um, and we want, there's a minimum detectable effect of 50% and 95% of statistical significance. It's calculated that we need to actually send this template to about 880 people, right? 
And another way, so you can either run the test across 880 people each, right, to get some data, or you can use the, like this is another calculator I can link below, but you can do it based on uh, the number of, the amount of time that you wanna do it, right? The amount of time that you wanna run the experiment. So let's say, for example, this is a good one to go with. Um, let's say, for example, you've what you've written down an experiment. You've got two sets of data. Let's say um, you want to go ahead and assess how impactful they are. So first off, you get the data down. What's the estimated minimum sample size? How, what's the time tested? So 30 days I've got here. Then you want to do is have a multiplier, right? So usually you want to prioritize. You want to go through each of these ideas, these tactical ideas, these tactics, and you want to prioritize them, right, in terms of their score. So you want to first understand what's the potential impact of that experiment. You don't want to be testing things that don't have an impact. Therefore, ensure you prioritize by only thinking about things that are directly impactful on the business outcome, right? So whether it's re revenue, getting your initial users on the platform, whether it's uh, getting a number of people to engage more on a platform or sign up to something, right? Um, what's the impact there? So we've got five here. And then let's say, what's the ease of implementation? So this is similar to using a prioritization framework known as ICE, right? Um, it's a pretty good framework, you should use it. But essentially, yeah, ease of implementation. Is it hard or easy? If it's easy to implement, then yeah right? Just put five and five, and then you have your multiplier. And then when you've sorted through the multiplier, you would then say, for all my experiments, I'm going to, we're having a problem with visibility at the moment, don't have enough traffic, etc. Let's go and get more, uh, let's go and traffic, go and get more traffic. So you would technically filter by your funnel stage, whether it's awareness, consideration, or, um, or conversion, and then you'll prioritize by score, and you'll have your your test, right? Now, when you're running the test, I know uh, you would have a results area, right? So let's say, for example, we've got the same thing here. Um, we are, you paste most of the same information. You have a success or failed area. You wanna make sure you still have the data down. And then we wanna do is you wanna compare version A and version B. So version A had a 0% positive response rate and version B had a 3% positive response rate. So then you have a calculation which takes into account the difference between those two and um, how much better B is, right? And then you can make your description of the result and observation. And then if you're make, if you're doing, if you're reassessing how this experiment went, you want to put action notes. So why, like why something happened first here, then what are you going to do next? Are you going to retest? And if so, why, like what variables um, should it be run? Uh, should the test be run longer because you don't have enough data, etc.? And that's how you actually go about running each of these experiments, right? So, one thing I want to mention though is although you have a bunch of these estimations in place for uh, the number, the days you run it, that sort of thing, there's one great way of actually assessing whether something is statistically significant. So let's say hypothetically, I sent out. 8,000 emails, right, to both, for both uh, templates. And one got uh, three responses, uh, positive responses, and the other one got like 15, right? Apply changes, right? And you're saying this with a confidence of 
Um, right now, this one says that it's a significant test result. So you're saying variation B, because it's done over a thousand people, the conversion, the difference in the actual KPI we're measuring is so high that um, across as a good sample size that we're confident that we can at 95% of the time get the same outcome every single time we run this. If I had three and three, this test result is not significant. So this is important to note. If you did, there's going to be times where you run experiments and you just don't get enough data. So what you might do is you might say, okay, I'm going to run these for 30 days more for each of them, right? Or uh, you're going to run them across a larger sample size uh, so that you can actually get a, you can make a confident conclusion. Um, and this is really, these are all free, by the way. So I can link this in the description below. But I really wanted to show you how you can get this sort of engine going, um, how you can sort of lay things out so that you could go ahead and like start to experiment. So yep, keep it simple uh, and you will be on your way to actually running experiments much sooner. If you have any questions, of course, then feel free to reach out to me, drop them in the comments section below and I'll get back to them. If you want to see me do actually a deeper dive on this, on how it's actually used from start to finish and going through one um, realistic and like, I guess, current idea, um, then I can go through that and show you how that could, set, that could be set up, right? All right. Anyway, thanks for listening and I hope you found this useful. Take it easy and see you soon. Bye.